You're listening to Marketplace Ministry, a podcast for Christian entrepreneurs that looks at business through a biblical lens. Your business is a calling, and when you do it according to God's principles, it is an act of worship and brings glory and honor to Him. Let's get into the show. This is Marketplace Ministry, a podcast for kingdom-minded entrepreneurs that looks at business through a biblical lens. I'm your host, Jason Smith, and on today's show, I want to talk to you a little bit about the blessing of God that is bestowed upon you when you accept the covenant of God. If you remember from the last a couple episodes ago, we talked about the covenant of God and how God established his covenant with Noah, and that is a perpetual, everlasting covenant that is passed down from generation to generation. If you are alive today, at the sound of my voice, you are a descendant of Noah, and you have access to the covenant. But just because you have access to it doesn't mean that you actually have it operating in your life. You have to come to a point in your life where you say to God that I accept your covenant in my life. And when you accept that covenant, there are stipulations, as we've talked about before. These stipulations outline what you're supposed to do when you are a party to the covenant that God established with you. So today I want to turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 28. And in Deuteronomy chapter 28, God lays out through Moses the blessing and the curse. And today we're just going to talk about the blessing of God according to to this covenant. It starts out in verse 1 of Deuteronomy chapter 28, and it says this, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. And so that lays out right there in the first couple of verses of Deuteronomy chapter 28 that when we are diligent to obey the commands, the precepts of the Lord that he has given to us, through his holy scriptures, when we follow those commandments, then we have accepted that covenant into our hearts, and these are the things that God is going to bless us with. So looking through this chapter, I found several categories of blessings that I want to talk to you about today, and these categories are ways that God promises to bless you when you are obedient to his covenant and keeping his commandments. There's business blessings. There's nine of them outlined in the first 14 verses of Deuteronomy chapter 28. There are four family blessings. There are three financial blessings. There are 10 positional blessings. And there are two blessings that guarantee that you will be delivered from your enemies. So let's go ahead and dive into this. It talks about being blessed in the city. Anytime you see in scripture that it's talking about being blessed in the city, we're talking about going out of our house. We're going to the place of business. And so when we go out into the city, and we're blessed in the city, God's telling us that no matter what, we, what we're called to do when we're transacting business in the marketplace, when we're meeting people, when we are uh, serving them in a powerful way, that he is going to bless us in our relationships with others in our business. It says that 
he will bless the produce of your ground. Now, today, in today's economy, we are not all farmers. But back when this was established, when this covenant was established, the type of work was that they lived in an agrarian culture. So they were farmers. They raised cattle. And so when it's talking about farming and the produce of your ground, the produce of your land is going to be blessed, it's talking about your work, your livelihood, right? And also, he says, I'm going to increase your herds. That just really spoke to me, that scripture right there. Um, And if any of you, I mean, all of you, you've been in the business space for long enough, you've heard that you should have multiple income streams. Well, when I read this scripture that it says, blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds. Now we're talking about lines of business because there were different types of cattle that they were raising. You know, you had the cow, you had the sheep, you had all the different types of farm animals that they were that they were herding and taking care of. These are lines of business. So if you are an entrepreneur and you only have one source of income or you have one business, this scripture right here speaks to me saying that we should be starting multiple businesses. We shouldn't just rely on the income that's coming out of one line of business. We should have the creative power within us that is deposited in us from God to go out and start multiple works. And as we do that, we appoint people over those works, managers who can manage well and who will help the business to prosper and grow. And so when he says, I'm going to increase your herds, God's saying that I'm going to increase your businesses. That just spoke to me. I hope that speaks to you, that if you only have one business, what else can you do? How else can you serve people for God? Skipping down a little bit, he talks about you will have a blessed kneading bowl. Now, I think about a kneading bowl, I'm thinking about Uh, This is a type of tool or an implement that's used to produce something. So uh, in in this case, we're baking bread and we want to knead the bread in a bowl. So that tells me that he's going to bless our creative abilities, our tools, the things, the resources that we have to be able to transact and conduct business. He's going to bless that so that we can prosper in the work that he's called us to do. Again, we talked about being blessed going out. When we go out, we're going into the place of business. And so that's mentioned twice in these set of verses. Uh, Later on, it says that the Lord will grant you with plenty of goods. So when I think of goods, I think of products and services. That also relates and ties back to business. Um, Again, he mentions produce. So that's the, the products that you're producing. What are you producing? Um, He's going to grant you plenty of those. So you're going to get God ideas to create things that will bless the kingdom of God and not just bless the kingdom of God, but it's going to bless the people, your customers who buy it. Later on, it says the Lord will give the rain to your land in its season. And that tells me that the Lord supplies you with everything you need for your business endeavors and your investments. He's going to supply you with the rain. What does the rain do? It makes the products, it makes the produce of the ground grow. And so what is it that you're expecting God to grow in your life? What are you trying to grow in your life? When we seek the Lord, when we honor him, when we obey his commandments, he is going to give us the thing that makes it grow in the case of the 
of the crops, it's the rain. In the case of your business, what is it that you need to grow your business? Is it cash flow? Is it investments? Is it is it capital? What is it that you need to grow your business? He is going to supply that need to you in its season. It also says the Lord will bless all the work of your hand. In other words, the Lord's going to anoint you and empower you to do the work that he designed you to do. There is no one else like you on the face of the planet. Everyone on the face of the planet, I am fully convinced that God has blessed us and anointed us in unique ways. And so I might have one voice and I may be one voice speaking to you. And as I'm speaking to you, you're hearing things in the spirit that I'm saying that the Holy Spirit is speaking through me to you. And it's because he's trying to get something to you. He's trying to get something to you and he's doing it through the different people that you listen to. I am not the other people that I listen to. I'm not Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm not Ray Edwards. I'm not Pat Flynn. I'm not Pastor Terry Linscott. I'm not any of these people. Sure, they have been a voice in my life and they have spoken to me and they've spoken things to me, but I am not those people. I am Jason Smith and what I'm going to get from God, the revelation that he's going to give to me is going to be unique to me, but what's great is that what he reveals to me, when I share it with you, he's going to reveal something to you that you would not get if you were listening to any other voice. So I think that's fantastic that he has anointed everyone with a unique purpose on the planet, and everyone's needed. So just know that the Lord is with you and he's going to empower you. He's going to enable you. The anointing is the divine enablement of God to go forth and do everything that God's designed you to do. And that's all of the blessings I get out of Deuteronomy chapter 28 that pertain to business. Now, let's take a look real quickly at family blessings. He says that you'll be blessed in the country. So when I think about going to the country, I think about going on vacations, I'm thinking about going to a place of rest where I'm relaxing, right? This is a place where your family goes to get away. You're not just going out to the city where you're going to transact business, you're going to a place of rest. And rest is so very important. If you're working and pushing and going all the time, trying to do everything you can at once, you're going to wear yourself out. So it's very important that we make time for rest. God even baked rest into every single day. You know, it says in the Bible that the evening and the morning were the first day. Why does he say the evening was the first day? It's because in the evening, that's when we rest. We don't work to rest. We rest to work. Blessed will be the fruit of your body. Now, this is talking about fertility. This means that God is going to bless you so much that you will multiply and grow. You know, in the beginning, God told Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply. So he's also saying that this promise is available to you, that you will have children and your children will have children. He's a generational God. This covenant is generational. It goes from generation to generation. But how can that be possible if you are infertile. He is going to make a way for you to bear your own children. There's a couple in our church who were unable to get pregnant. And when they when they sought God and they prayed and they went after God wholeheartedly, 
God blessed them with their own children. Even after doctors told them that they would never have children, they still were able to get pregnant and give birth to their daughter. That is amazing. That's powerful. There there were other people in our church who who were pregnant and had a miscarriage. And shortly after the miscarriage, you know the pain that comes with that because you're so excited. You you have joy that you you are pregnant and you have a baby that you're going to bring into the world and then you lose the baby. I can't imagine what that would be like because I've never been in that situation. But I can I can assure you that there was pain, there was discomfort, there was heartache over that failed pregnancy. And it took time. But the two came together again, and they got pregnant, and they gave birth to a child. And then there's another couple in our church who had a child, and then for two years were trying to have another, and they just couldn't get pregnant. And as luck would have it, as if it's luck, God intended this. God had a plan for them, and God promised here in the Scripture that you would be fruitful and they are currently pregnant and they're expecting their second-born child here in the next few months. So if you're facing infertility in your life, I'm not going to downplay it and say that that all you have to do is trust God because there's probably more that you need to do than just trust God. But let's get into the Word. Let's study our scriptures. Let's find out what God's truth is. We talk a lot about truth these days, and what's true for one person isn't necessarily true for another. That is baloney. It is hogwash. There is only one truth, and that is the Bible. God's word is infallible. It is the the uncompromised word of God. There's plenty of non-biblical literature that back up this document. There is plenty of scientific research that back up this book. So for any of us to discount it and say it's all mythology, it is it is an error of us to discount the Bible. The Bible is true. So if he says that I am going to bless the fruit of your body, you can count on it that he is going to bless the fruit of your body. Even if you're experiencing infertility right now at this moment, if you would just turn to God, turn away from anything that is grabbing for your attention, turn it off, don't listen to it, seek God and listen to his voice. When he comes to you, when he speaks to you in that still small voice and he shows himself real in your life and you go after him wholeheartedly, these blessings will follow you and they will overtake you. I guarantee it. Continuing on, he talks again about the offspring down a few verses. It says, the Lord will grant you with plenty of offspring. So just to what I've been speaking about, if you've been trying and trying and trying to have children and you can't, it's time to turn away from the things of the world because the world has nothing for you. And it's time to move towards the covenant of God. When we get into the curse, which I will break down in the next couple of weeks, um, once we get into that, we'll really begin to see where all of these curses come from. God's not cursing you. Can I just say that? I'll say that right now. The way it's written in the Bible, it says that if you disobey the Lord, all of these curses will overtake you. The Lord will put these curses on you. That was Moses' understanding. We have come so far from the time of Moses that we have knowledge today that we understand that the blessing 
happens when we're in covenant and relationship with God. The curse happens when we are not in relationship or covenant with God. If you can imagine the covenant is an umbrella and all of the elements, the wind and the rain and the hurricanes and the tornadoes, all of the elements that are around us, that is the curse. It's in the world. But God, when you come into covenant with him, places you underneath his umbrella and none of that stuff can touch you. None of that stuff will harm you. But when we willfully step out from underneath that covering, we choose the curse for our lives. It's not God putting it on us. God doesn't want to punish you. God loves you. So let's stay in the covenant of God. Let's find out what his word says. What is he speaking to you? And let's be obedient to the things that he's telling you to do. So that were four family blessings. He's going to bless you in the country. He's going to bless the fruit of your body. He's going to bless you as you come into your household. He's going to bless you with offspring, plenty of offspring. He also talks about financial blessings. There's not very many financial blessings that are listed here in the first 14 verses of Deuteronomy chapter 28, but the ones that stick out to me the most is when he says, I will inc- there will be an increase of your cattle and offspring of your flocks. When I think about this, I'm thinking about investments, right? Because we have different types of cattle. So if I've gone out and I've purchased different cattle and I've purchased different flocks, then that's an investment that I have made into my business. And so that means that he's going to increase that. That means the cows are going to have babies, the goats are going to have babies, the sheep are going to have babies, and so on and so forth. And that's going to increase. It's going to multiply. Likewise, if I went out and I bought some stock, we can see a long view trajectory of the stock market from all the way, you could go 50, 20 years ago, 20 to 50 years ago, and you could see that the trajectory of stock investments is going up. It's consistently, continually going up. Now, there are dips, there's hills and valleys here and there as we, as we go through the times because of the cyclical nature of business, but there is always going to be an increase. And so that's what God's promising you here with your investments. Whatever you have invested in, he is going to increase. It says here that you'll have a blessed basket. When I think of a blessed basket, it reminds me of the scripture where it says that you will take the whole tithe of your household and you will put it in a basket and you will take it and present it before the priests. Now, when I think of that, when I'm putting my tithe in a basket, a basket is something that contains something. And I'm taking this, I could take it to the marketplace and I could sell it. I could take this to the church and I could give it as an offering. That basket is representative of your wallet, of your bank accounts. And so God promises that if you're in covenant with him, he is going to bless your income. He's going to bless your ability to produce an income. And that falls back on business as well, but we're specifically talking about the financial blessing that accompanies you when you're in covenant with God. And again, he talks about he will increase. He will grant you plenty of livestock. That is different lines of businesses that you could be in. He's going to bless you with that as you're in this covenant with him. 
So those are the three financial blessings that I found in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Let's move on to positional blessings. Right at the outset in verses one and two, it says, the Lord will set you high above all the nations of the earth. So we don't put ourselves in a high position. God places us in a high position. And then it's because we're positioned in this high place that all of these blessings are coming upon us and overtaking us. A few times he talks about that, and towards the end of these verses, it says that the Lord will make us the lender and not the borrower. So the lender is one who is going to lend to many nations. You are the one who is going to give when someone's in need. But a borrower is someone who is constantly in need and someone who is going to get loans because they can't pay for the things that they have in their house because they don't have any income. These are poor people. God's saying, you're not going to be a poor person. You're going to be someone who can lend to many nations. Whether you lend with interest or you just give something as a gift to someone, God has positioned you when you're in the covenant with him to be able to be the giver and not the borrower. It says that you shall be the head only and not the tail. So the head This is like we are the ones that are leading the way. We are leading the charge. We are the ones that are the visionaries. We are the ones who are having dreams and visions that God's giving to us and showing us what we should be doing. And because we are the head, people are going to follow after us. And so we need to take that seriously, that God is putting us in that position. We are not the tail. And so we shouldn't think of ourselves as the tail. You know, the tail is at the very end of an animal. The tail is at the place of the animal where the waste comes out. We are not supposed to be the waste. We are not supposed to be less than. We are supposed to be above only and not beneath. That's what God's blessing promises to us when he positions us as these people. We are the leaders. We are the producers. We are the visionaries. We are able to do absolutely everything that God has anointed us to do. And those are the positional blessings. There were 10 of them um, that God promises. And then I don't want to leave this out because this is super important. God talks about giving us deliverance from our enemies. So let's look there for a moment. It says in verse 7, The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. So you see this right here is that God says he's going to deliver you from enemies. Now we know, according to Ephesians, that We do not fight against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities of darkness. So people are not our enemy. The enemy that exists are the spiritual enemies, the demons, the demonic forces in the earth today. They are rising against the people of God all the time. But it says right here that when they rise against us, they can't stand before us. They're going to flee. They'll come at us one way, which means they only have one plan of attack. They're going to use the same strategy every single time. But every time they rise up and they come against us, God is going to cause them to flee from us in seven different ways. 
What does that mean? It means we've got spiritual angels that are around us protecting us on all sides. It means in seven ways when when the enemy comes against us, they're going to flee in seven ways. They're not going to know what hit them when they come near us because the angels that are, that are around us are going to keep them away from us. So that's encouraging to me. We we know we can feel it when we're doing what God's called us to do. We can feel when a dry season in our life is coming. We can feel when it it just seems like God's not there, but he is. We can feel when we're under attack spiritually. And when we recognize that, we just have to have faith that God is who he says he is. His, His word tells us he is not a man that he should lie. He is always going to tell us the truth. And so this tells us that when the enemies come against us, he's going to cause them to flee from us. So as you can see, there's quite a bit of things that happen when you are in covenant with the Lord. And I want to take a moment to just recap everything real quick for you. There are positional blessings, work life or business blessings, home life or family blessings, financial blessings, and children blessings. And it looks like the majority of these are all in positional blessings. This is what the Lord does for you. This is where God sets you in the position that you need to be in in order to prosper in all of the things that he has commanded you to do. And so, like I said before, he places you high above the nations. Uh, Enemies who rise against you will not prevail because you will have the higher ground. You will have the advantage because the presence of the Lord is your advantage. He establishes you as as a holy people. He grants unto you, which means he freely offers, bequeaths, and gives to you abundant goods, abundant descendants, abundant livestock, abundant produce from the ground, access to the Lord's treasury. I mean, think of that. You get access to his resources, his skills, and his knowledge. And not only is is that a positional benefit, but that's a financial benefit because it means that you have access to the treasures of heaven here on earth as it is in heaven. He supplies everything you need to grow, and he makes you the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. You, In other words, you are his preferred, his favorite, and his favored creation. Work life, business blessings, once again, you're blessed in the city. You'll experience an increase in your investments and your businesses. So in your herds, cattle, and offspring of flocks, that's going to show that because you're blessed, you're going to see an increase in your businesses. Um, You're blessed going out. So as you travel to your place of business, if you're traveling to a meeting, he will protect you and he will take you and make sure that you get to where you're going so that you can transact the business you need to transact. You will be blessed in all you set your hand to. In other words, all of your work will be blessed. And the verse also says all of your work will be blessed. In other words, it's going to profit you and everyone who you serve. In your home life, the benefits to you are that you are blessed in the country, you're blessed coming in, and you are blessed in the land the Lord your God gives you. So wherever you have established your permanent dwelling place in the world, wherever you have set your roots down, God is going to bless you in your home where you will experience peace, joy, love, and the satisfaction, the fullness of the Lord in your home life. 
in your financial blessings, benefits that you get uh, when you are in covenant with God is that he blesses the produce of your ground. He will bless your basket, which is your storage container, your supplies, your bank accounts. He blesses your kneading bowl. Your tools of trade, production, and skill sets. He blesses your storehouses. I may not have mentioned that before, but when we talk about the storehouse, I mean, you might think of a silo that is, or a grain elevator that's storing up. Today, in today's terms, what stores up the things that we've produced? It would be a bank. And not just does the Bible say your storehouse, it says storehouses. So every bank all of the banks that you have an account with, you will experience a blessing in those places. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And for your children and for your legacy, this is, you'll have blessed offspring and abundant descendants. Oh my goodness, hallelujah. This is what happens when you are in covenant with God, when you honor him and you obey him and you do everything that he asks you to do. So I don't know about you, but this gets me fired up. It gets me excited to want to serve the Lord. Now, next time I'm gonna talk to you about the opposite side of being out of covenant with God. That's going to be the curse. If this message encouraged you or helped you in some way, shape, or form today, if you received some insights out of this message, if the Holy Spirit is speaking something to you, I'd love to hear from you. You can text me at 502-833-6136. That number again is 502-833-6136. Send me your thoughts on this. Send me... uh, a testimony of what God's doing in your life because you are honoring him by obeying his covenant and being a covenant person. I want to hear about it. I want to hear what God's doing in your business. So again, text us at 502-833-6136. We look forward to hearing from you. Before we close out today, I just want to pray over you. Father, I thank you today for those listening at the sound of my voice. I pray, God, that you would bless them abundantly above all they can ask, think, or imagine according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Father, that when we are in covenant with you, that all of these blessings will chase us down. They will follow us. They will be there for us ready to receive it. And we just thank you, God, that you thought of us, that you loved us so much to be able to bless us in all of these ways. And so we thank you, God, for it. We claim it right now in Jesus' name, and we ask you to guide us in the way that we should go so that we can honor you with everything that you've given unto us. And we give you glory, honor, and praise today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Until next time, we call you to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. We hope today's message inspired you and ministered to you. Let us know if it did by joining the conversation. You can do that by connecting with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Clubhouse. All the details will be in the show notes. If we helped you today, please share this episode. Be sure to rate this podcast and leave us a review. When you do, it helps us know what content you find valuable so we can make more of it. Plus, it helps get this show in front of more listeners. So if you could leave us a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Continue to seek God first and serve his people well, and your business will prosper. In Jesus' name.